Hello, my friends, Andy and Eddie can be live from Orange County, California. I'm one of the last nights at our, in our studio. I wonder how many, tomorrow do you think we'll do ones in here? I don't know. It's a good question. This you, may be the last night in the, in the studio. We don't know, uh, but- um, You had the event, we're going to that event out in- Oh, uh, yeah. Ukaipa? In Ukaipa, we have an, an event with, with the school board and a, a believer. One of the, the people that we're meeting, they, oh. they uh, graduated from Biola. Oh, right. They're like the, they're a couple and they're um, older. So it's probably pretty safe to say they were the oldest graduating oh, people at, at that time. And they did it as a couple. It was only a couple of years ago. They're like in their 60s. Or I'm sorry, maybe 40s. <laughs> when you said older, I think they're older than us. I'm like, no. they're younger than Older. Us. I mean, it's not like college age. Oh, okay. That's yes. What you okay. But we're meeting them. And I didn't know what else to say. How old is Viola College? Oh, it was there before, uh, before me in La Mirada because I lived near there. And my junior high was across the street. Oh, okay. And it was there before. It, Viola now has my junior high. Little trivia there. Uh, McNally is now part of Biola. All right, go to resurrectministry.com. That's where you'll, where you'll find the video. Now I can't say the rest of it. I can say the title perfectly fine. Just after that, I can't say it. Um, but uh, go there to find all of our um, content videos. Hit a show with uh, His Glory TV called Remnant Rising. It's amazing. The opening is kind of scary, but it's good. <laughs> All right, we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional for April 21st. The title is Changed from Glory to Glory. <clears throat> Thank goodness it's a short one. My voice is a little rough today. <clears throat> the uh, reference is 2 Corinthians 3, 7 through 8. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? Hmm. That's an interesting bit of scripture there. Asking us a question. Yeah. Okay. Um, the scripture reading is Matthew 17, 1 through 13. Smith says in this devotional, he says, the glory on the face of Moses had to pass away. Why was it to be done away with? So that something else that had exceeding glory could take its place. We have no conception of the depths and heights of the liberty and blessing of the ministry of the Spirit. We must reach for this position of godliness and be partakers of the divine nature. The law was so glorious that Moses was filled with joy in the expectation of what it would mean. To us, there is the excellence of Christ's glory in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It is no longer, thou shalt not. Rather, it is God's will revealed to us in Christ. I delight to do your will, O my God. And beloved, in our hearts, there is exceeding glory, only the joy of this celestial touch. When, when Peter was recalling that wonderful day on the Mount of Transfiguration, he said, such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. If I were to come to you right now and say, whatever you do, you must try to be holy, I would miss it. I would be altogether outside of God's plan. But I take the words of the epistle, which says by the Holy Spirit, be holy. 
It is as easy as possible to be holy, but you can never be holy by your own efforts. Mm. God wants us to be entirely eaten up by this holy zeal for him so that every day when we walk in the spirit, it is lovely to walk in the spirit for he will cause you to dwell in safety, to rejoice inwardly and to praise God reverently. The thought for today, when you lose your heart and another takes it, and you lose your desires, and he takes them, then you live in the sunshine of bliss that no mortal can ever touch. Wow. Seemed to have a whole different meaning the second time I read it. Oh. So strange. <laughs> um, it reminded me of, oh, by the way, those of you watching, make sure and comment and let us know you're watching, where you're watching from, and if you have any comments on the devotional. Uh, but it reminds me when I was in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, some of you that are newer may not know this little bit of story, but I had been a Christian for 20 some odd years. I don't know exactly how long. Walking through your Belinda Friends Church, uh, Mariner's Church, Rose Drive Friends, uh, on occasion, a couple of other churches here and there, thinking I was Christian the whole time. And um, it just, it, it still, if I look back now, it was, it's just a, it was dark. It wasn't as light as it is now, but it was just dark because I was always striving to connect with God and I was always yelling at him and cussing at him and wondering why things continue to not go well. And it, I can just, I just, my visual of that thought, just, I think of that it's, it's not, it wasn't lit. There was no light. And so when we talk about Moses having that face that was so bright that people were like, Oh, wow, you've done something to your face. Uh, and the way that uh, even Moses felt, which I think uh, Smith does explain in this devotional, is that that's how I felt when I saw Jesus standing before me in Salt Lake City, Utah, at the Marriott, right in a conference room. That that darkness of my life of walking as a Christian, thinking I'm I'm, I'm Christian. Why isn't everything getting better? <laughs> how come when I pray? Nothing happens. As a matter of fact, things get worse. Why, 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 God? Why are you doing this? Why do you hate me? Why do you, why are you such a jerk? Um, all those things. And suddenly, poof, light. It wasn't him. It was me. It was my flesh. And it's almost like that light is like that when they put it on your teeth. And you have, remember, you, oh, ever right. had, you have that, like, you have sure. yellowing teeth and they put the light on your teeth. And then, oh my gosh, that's what it was like. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I'm like I'm like the teeth that went under the whitening procedure. Nice. Um, so that's that's what I thought the second time. I don't know. Nothing came to me the first time. Oh, but you said it was different. Different in that it actually spoke to me. Ah, where okay. I read it the first time, and I was like going, hmm, I may need Hedia to go through the explanation of this whole thing because I, I mean, I, it sounds glorious, but what what Smith's message? I was wondering, and I and I that that was the message that I got. You got. From him, not that it matters. It may be different from what he was intending. I think it, it may speak differently to a bunch of us because yes. <laughs> it has, well, because there's, there's a lot there. So the first thing that occurs to me is the difference in um, God's manifestation during the time of Moses and during Christ. And I think that's what he starts off with. Well, because the Holy of Holies and God and his majesty and the light is external to the believer. So Moses gets in God's presence and gets his fa his face lit up, as opposed to now where we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we get lit from the inside out. Hmm. And so 
I just love that he talks about like the, the law and he thought, oh, wow, this is glorious. We have these commandments. We have all these things that, you know, God's expecting of us. And yet they were horribly disappointing. Not only, I mean, Moses himself didn't even get to go to the promised land because he had disobeyed God. So it is, it, it wasn't the law that was ever going to save us. It was the law that was going to condemn us. It's, you know, it's, it's what leads to death because once there is a law and you don't obey it, then in God's justice, you must be punished for that disobedience. Flash forward, Christ comes, we have this indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and now we delight to do the law because the Holy Spirit in us is pushing us to do it. Hmm. Very different. It's a very different uh, modus operandi. It's, it's a completely different way in which God is saying, I am your God and you are my people. I will engrave my law on your hearts. And so it is Smith's advice to lose our heart and allow God to take it. And then he will take his desire. He'll take your desires and transform you. And then that sunshine is inside you. Mm. Nobody can ever take it. Hmm. It's not like Moses's where it eventually will fade. As long as the Holy Spirit dwells in us and we're, walking it out, our relationship with Christ, that light will never diminish. It's awesome. So beautiful. One of the reasons I'm guessing is that uh, when we talked about this, I think a couple of days ago, <clears throat> where uh, Jack says that uh, once, once it's in you, it's sealed. It's sealed. And now your eternity begins at that point. Yeah when you when you get to this point right absolutely that's yeah. we we did a couple of devotionals on that yes yeah. it's awesome all right let's get to the scripture because there may be some more gems in here now that i my brain is open god has opened my noggin now uh, so it's matthew 17 1 through 13 oh i told her i would put the scripture uh and it's actually the story of the um Jesus' transfiguration on the mount. So it's actually a really nice uh, part of scripture. So I'm going to do a scroll about the bottom, add banner, and show. Ta-da! <laughs> Look at me. Okay. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and his brother, led them up on the high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here, if you wish. Let us make three tabernacles for you and for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking aloud, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, arise, do not be afraid. When they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now, as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then did the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered and said to them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah has come already, and they did not know him, but did to him whatever they wished. Likewise, the Son of Man is also about to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them of John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. And again, like 
Jesus's manifestation was that he shone like a light, like the sun. Mm. So not that he had light poured onto him, but he was illuminated mm. from the inside out. That's my understanding. That's so cool. Right? I want to glow. Glow. Hold on, I'm just going to get rid of this because now you can see it a little better. Okay. And we can get rid of that because we're going to go on to the other scripture. Yeah. <laughs> so next we have 2 Peter 1 4, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Mm. Again, based on this indwelling of the Holy Spirit, everything we attain, that's why Smith said, if I tell you every day to be holy, a holy, you're going to fail miserably. We're holy by virtue of the Holy Spirit making us holy. And uh, Psalm 48, 40, verse 8, I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. And 2 Peter 1, 17, for he received from God the Father the honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And then 1 Peter 1, 16, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Hmm. Sounds so simple. Who's joining us today? Nobody's commented yet. I know. We can see you're watching. Yes. They must be all driving somewhere. Not sure. Um, I wanted to ask you, you had your Bible study today. Yes. Um, <sighs> I had my mind blown oh, today. Well, I think we need to hear about it. Okay, so there are many passages. We're in Ezekiel uh, 38, mm -hmm. and uh, we, we always do a, a scriptural comparison to um, other verses that are relevant to the study, and it is talking about the seed of David and the, the Prince David that'll come and then the King David that'll come. And all of us were like, well, um, well, that's a reference to Jesus. And our teacher, the leader of the group said, oh, I don't think so. I think God that David literally comes back in addition to Jesus. Jesus is King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Mm -hmm. So he's a King on top of David, yep. but we're told we rule and reign with Jesus. So we know that there's positions and ranks and ministers and, and Kings. Um, and so the idea that David comes back, which just blew all of our minds because now whenever we read the scriptures, there's clear references to the seed of David, that will inherit the kingdom, which we know is a reference to Christ. Mm -hmm. But the idea that David himself comes back to rule and reign was just mind blowing because it just gives you a completely different version of the scripture. Then we got to know a whole discussion of what happens to um, the Israelites, the Jews that um, came before Christ, because no one comes to the father except through him. Yep. Uh, and, so there's there's one passage of scripture that says they were in this place called Shul, and that when Jesus went down and took the keys, um, he brought them up to heaven with him. So mm -hmm. all of the prophets and, and the believers of the time before. But then some people were pontificating, but wait, maybe the dry bones reference in Ezekiel 37 that uh, <laughs> he was prophesying. Wow. Man, prophets speak, prophesy over these bones, rise dry bones and breathe the Holy Spirit in them that maybe they come back and get a chance to accept Christ. What? I mean, God's just, 
I can't even tell you. Just the script. Is this sound the uh, um, stuff? Yes. Is it? That's the thing. The Bible oh, do other is people have this? miraculous. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it was, I, I, it just blew my mind. And I know like six other people there were like, what? Uh, because. Uh, you ask Dennis now? New Testament. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I can't. Dennis but, thinks now. Well, New Testament and Old Testament all talk about the fact that we get new new bodies mm-hmm. um, and we rule and reign with Christ. So those that were dead, that are asleep, that die with faith, are asleep and rise again, caught up in the rapture, they get new bodies. They come back. So why wouldn't the prophets of old come back? And just as this passage was saying that Elijah and Moses come back, that's been foretold. So then David, why wouldn't David come back? If Elijah and Moses come back, why doesn't David come back? Yeah. And Moses and Elijah came back in the middle of Christ's ministry on earth. What? The, that's what the story <laughs> is um, on, no. the, on the transfiguration. And then they leave again? They leave again. Oh, what are they? Yeah. Okay, well, they just stick around and help us out in these school boards. <laughs> He's a powerful man. Folks, the Bible is amazing. It's wow. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Was there a conclusion or just everybody just left like? You can't. These are the great mysteries of the Bible. You oh. can't. Nobody can say. And actually, we had this whole discussion about. Uh, so Ezekiel 38 is the great war anticipated before the end time tribulation. And people say, as our Bible uh, teacher, Pastor Matthew Jack Hibbs and Amir Safarti and Barry Stagner, who believe in a pre-trib rapture, and that Rosh, the Prince of Rosh, that's referenced. Gog is the Prince of Rosh, mm-hmm. Meshach and Tubal. That Rosh is connected to somewhere in Russia. Well, a lot of the group here do not believe that and believe that the word Rosh is referenced to a chief prince. Person. Per, is, a, is a title oh. of Gog. Oh. And so they're like, anybody who looks at that and says that it's Russia is not reading their Bible. And so I spoke up. And yeah, I said, I, know <laughs> I said, listen, I understand we have differences of opinion and I think we should be respectful of the path of the fact that there are Bible teachers out there who spend decades of their lives reading the Bible. It's mm. not, they are definitely, you cannot characterize them as not reading their Bibles. <laughs> right. So let's just be fair and say you have a different understanding or you have a different reading. And then when I looked it up, just a cursory review, there is split. Some people say, no, that's a chief title to Gog. And others say, no, it's connected to Russia. And there's a whole bunch of explanation on why they believe those two things, two different theories. Wow. Sounds like you learned something from our school board shenanigans. There could have been a huge split in that room between greenies and reds. Yep. Well, I've always (laughs) been a mediator. And you brought it back together. There started to be this. No, you just. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a. Listen. I'm a big fan of finding compromise. Let's um, let's not talk badly about Pastor Jack. Yes. <laughs> Are you really gonna get it from me? So, <laughs> man, he had a busy week uh, going to Sacramento and leading a rally, which the media says you know two people were there, and in fact there were two thousand people there. It was huge. Uh, number of people um and i wanted to write on it because i have my article due next week and i'm thinking of texting and being like are you gonna write on this because if you're gonna do it already then <laughs> yeah. mine's gonna pale in comparison it'll look like i'm copying yeah, yeah. exactly so 
because I'm curious whether he's now that he's he does opinion pieces for the post. I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should ask first. I can't believe he's weaseling in on your oh come on, on, your, on your job. Oh come on, <clears throat> trying to trying to. No, I'm not the one who can do that. Totally to you. I'm not the one who can do that to you on the show. Totally outshining. <laughs> There's space enough for everyone, and that's what I mean. That's what I love about him because that's his theory about everything. There's never. We don't need to be competing against each other. We are, oh, there's enough room and yeah. there's enough audience for all of us. There it is. It's awesome. But he's been, he has been on a lot and I am so happy. He does so many live videos. You know, does um, uh, one, a new one almost every day, sometimes two a day. Yeah. He's just all over this. But really, I mean, he's got this huge fight that uh, we should all be involved in. And that's um, uh, Assembly Bill 2223, infant side. Um, Perinatal death. Yes, and the more that comes out about it, because I mean, I had a a, um, uh, a mom here, uh, and I was interviewing her, and I brought it up as our part of our discussion that it's the same people that want to teach our kids sex in kindergarten to third grade are the same people that are up in Sacramento um, creating a bill to kill uh, babies up to twenty eight days out of the womb after being born. Perinatal. Perinatal, and um, and she's going, no, I don't think so. And other people have said, well, I think you, you just don't know all the information. So this one, do you think that I don't know all the information? But, you know, the don't say gay, you're saying, says don't say gay. No, um, you, you do read them. And this is how you learn about this is the truth. Um, and Jack had some really good stuff that he brought into the uh, message. And the, and the specific uh, language of the bill. I think yeah. it's important to look at the language of the bill. He was able to put it up on the screen yesterday and yes. talk about it. And I hope that's helpful to some people. I know some of the people that need to hear that, they're not going to watch a message, <laughs> a I Christian message. I yeah. mean, even though I love Pastor Jack, I want to know, yes. I want to be able to defend it myself. I want to understand. I never heard of the term perinatal death. No. So it is. Prenatal. Yes, prenatal. We've heard. I looked at it like three times. Like, does that really mean prenatal? No, no. perinatal. Yeah, yeah, to to indicate, and and it's such an innocuous term. Your mind glosses over it, mm -hmm. but it means a death of a child up to thirty days that happens from pregnancy causes. <laughs> Which anything that happens after the child is caused by pregnancy. Yeah, 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 it breathes yeah. air because of the pregnancy. Yeah. The heart beats because of the pregnancy. I have no idea what that that qualifier means. That the mom changed her mind. That is that is one of them that could be in it. Um, but um, he is he's fighting so hard, and uh, he said he did just a ton of news media, and uh, so we should be right there side by side. If we're not going to fight for this, what are we going to fight for? Well, and I. I, as you hear from my phone that I blast every now and then, as I've mentioned on this podcast, uh, I'm listening to Derek Prince and his study on demonology and uh, fighting in the spirit. And he says, and he quoted all these wonderful, like just tons of scripture on how Jesus and even before in the Old Testament, um, there's references to how Satan is fighting us day and night. And yet we think it's enough to just pray occasionally and, of course, only in daylight hours. So we, you know, how do we plan to be on the offensive defeating Satan's attack against humanity if we don't plan to do it fervently day and night? So all of us should be on our knees and praying that this doesn't pass because it sends a curse on our land. 
we weren't able, we weren't, there was a little bit we of weren't. a Southern accent that I got. Um, we weren't able to go with him to the Sacramento. I do wish, I do hope we can go the next time, yeah. which could be like any day right? <laughs> when they decide to vote. But uh, we've been fighting to get this house and Eddie did, did a great job of uh, finding the house and, and pushing, pushing and pushing. <laughs> Give us this house. <laughs> Pushing. <laughs> Bro, folks. we need the house. What are you waiting for? And then we had to wait for the lease, and it was just a little bit of a pain. And there. I told my Bible study people today, they're like, did you get a house? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, when are you moving? I was like, four days. They're like, what? And I was like, yeah. I was like, the Lord came through. We're not homeless. We're not going to be sleeping in Walmart's parking lot. But there is four days. And God says move, move. move. <laughs> and go. All right. Anything? Oh my gosh, it's only 25 minutes. I should think of something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I know what we're going to talk about. We are going to talk about this amazing app. Why don't you tell them about it, Hedia? Well, it's the Christian Podcast Network, and there's a lot of great speakers. We happen to be there too, and they're doing an amazing job promoting us. We're in their newsletter every week, which is really exciting. Yep. And they're very excited that we have tripled. Hey, there you are. Hooked on <laughs> Jesus. Hey there. And we have tripled our viewership on it, which mm -hmm. is really exciting. So we'd appreciate if more. you would just subscribe and more, click more, yes. More, 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 more. There you go. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I.app. E-D-I-F-I.app. You had a question? Yes, I had a question for Hooked on Jesus. If you're still on, um, just say hi, let me know. But I was, you missed our discussion on um, David. So we understand that David is... Um, a type in a shadow of the coming of Christ and that God's references repeatedly in prophecy of the root of David, the seed of David is about Christ. But there was a discussion in my Bible study today that the direct references to David the, and uh, coming back as a prince in the time of the millennial kingdom uh, is literally David. And I was just wondering if you had an opinion about that, if you had heard that too, that not only Jesus comes back, King of King, Lord of Lords, of course, reigns over the entire kingdom, but that David actually comes back as well. Hmm. And for that matter, what other prophets are there during the millennial kingdom on earth? I don't know. Don't either. Good question. <sighs> you That's know, a very good question. I'm going to phone a friend. Tell a friend or phone, phone a friend? A friend. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is commenting. Let's see. Oh, there we go. We got one. Hey, Kate. Oh, Kate. Kate's listening too. Okay, cool. what, do you what do you think, Kate? Have you heard it? It blew my mind today. I mean, I was, it was, it, it was a revelation, I got to say. I don't know what to think about that. Yeah. Just the hmm. think about and also meditate on the fact that when God's constantly telling us to walk in the spirit and that the Lord speaks to us, then you have to acknowledge that the distance between the heavens and earth our earthly and spiritual bodies is is nothing and so how much more of the spiritual realm should we be experiencing in this world were we to truly walk with the spirit 
we're so blinded by, it, it, it always reminds me of the matrix because we're so blinded by the molecules and the setup of this earth that mm -hmm. we rarely break through and see the spiritual. But when you truly, and this is something that Derek Prince is saying too, because when you truly operate in the spirit and wear the full armor of God and are coming up against Satan's kingdom, mm -hmm. you see a lot more of the spiritual than you did when you were when you were anchored by the flesh. <laughs> so, I don't so know, it's just a really interesting thought. I was just hoping to see my police dog there. Once you get, uh, yeah, yeah, people ask that all the time about pets. Yeah. If any dog deserves to be there, it's him. Huh. Because he had to put up with me for 12 and a half hours a night. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he will be there. <laughs> and he saved my life. So he deserves to be there. All right, my friends, we love you guys. Thank you for watching. And um, pray for our move to go smoothly. That would be awesome. Yes. Thank uh, you. I know it's a shallow uh, prayer, but we would like it to go smoothly. That'd be we awesome. would. Awesome. All right, my friends. We love you. God bless. Take care. Good night. Good night.